The current spoiler warning level is, Emerald. Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Emerald. We're talking about a mobile suit from Gundam F-91. Uh, obviously, Gundam F-91 has been covered long since on the Great Gundam Project, so you are okay on that front. However, we do discuss uh, a version of it from the Crossbone Gundam manga, which has not yet had any uh, adaptation. Uh, I don't think that uh, variant is spoilery in the way we talk about it. Um, there's no, you know, essential details, but it is a machine from uh, a, a manga that might get adapted and has not been covered by the Great Gundam Project. So if you're sensitive to that, be warned. Otherwise, please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, your home for all the discussion you could ever want about the design of Gundam's robots. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Dylan from Online. All right, Dylan. I uh, I think we're just gonna roll today, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's just go for all it. All right. One D six. Ah, uh, very late, you see. Woo! Oh, I need to make some. Ch I forgot to take off the. No, actually, I didn't. I, I did everything right. Never mind. Perfect. <laughs> that was great. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, that's auspicious. What is it? Uh, j we were just talking about this one. We're doing the Vinagina. Oh, okay, the Vinagina. Cool. Uh, all right. So, the XM07 Vignagina from Mobile Suit Gundam F91. Yeah, would this be... What other F91 ones have we done? I know we fucked up the Rafflesia one, but... uh, We did the James Gun. We did do the James Gun, right, right, right. Wait, was the James Gun... That was F91, right? I was getting it mixed yeah. up with like the... Uh... Some of the I know later... No, it is it is victory, but we talked about the heavy gun in the victory. Uh, yeah, episode. yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. Alright. The Vignagina though is a cool one again. Uh because so the Vignagina is an advanced unit used by the Crossbone Vanguard in the film Mobile Suit Gundam F91. Um it is used by our good friend Cecily Fairchild. Um Uh listen. Not my friend. <laughs> uh look, it's fine. I, have to, I refer to everyone this way, okay? I refer. I know, but some, sometimes I have to object. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so the Vignagina is um, a really cool mobile student design. Um, it is. So we haven't talked about any crossbone Vanguard units, so this will be kind of fun. Um, because this still has a lot of elements that come from them. Um, so uh, most notable element is, uh, much like most of the crossbone Vanguard, a very helmet-looking head. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of crossbone vanguard suits usually lean in on having very, like, military helmet-looking heads, uh, if not just, like, gas mask faces and stuff. Um, this one is a lot more ornate, which is befitting because it was made for Cecily, um, so it would be, you know, really fancy. Um, just, you know, with her being one of the, the Ronas. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, so the Vignagina... 
Um, besides the head being a very fancy ornamentation, you get a lot of your typical things going on. You get your uh, mohawk camera. You got, you know, a weird kind of... It's like a visor face, but it's almost like a pseudo-Gundam head because of the way it has, like, the separated chin like that, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, and like I said, it looks like a helmet, though. It looks like it looks like it's wearing a helmet, you know? Like, the design of the head is just so, like, it's put on top of it. Um, the forehead has a common uh, recurring element in a lot of Crossbone Vanguard suits, which is the Crossbone Vanguard emblem on it. Um, I'm always mixed on that. I, I'm always mixed when a suit by default kind of has the fancy like emblems on it like there are some that are i'm okay with like i can't ever imagine the sazabi without like the castle daiku you know the cd on the waist and stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know why the crossbone vanguard ones are ones that i always feel weird about at the same time however you can see how much room it takes up on the forehead without that there that would just be a big gray block which would be kind of mm-hmm. also not that great <laughs> i mean you could put a you could put another camera up there or something I guess, yeah, but I'm just talking in general. Like, if you were to buy this suit, though, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. Here's an idea. Forehead Vulcans. Don't like it, huh? No, I don't. <laughs> um. But uh, so you go down to the torso. Um, again, a lot of this suit is evocative of like almost being a Gundam in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, things like. You know, it has segment. It has separated chest and arms. They're uh, purple on this. Uh, it has a very nice color scheme, by the way. I like the gray and purple a lot. Well, pink, purple. It's lavendery, I guess you would say. Um, hmm. I, I like the color scheme a lot. Um, the torso, though, pretty standard torso, though. You get, you know, a couple of vents around it, um, like separate from the two big purple ones. Um, otherwise, just big rounded torso. Um, we move on to the shoulders, which I actually quite like, because you get these cool tubing, this cool like mesh-looking tubing going on, and I really, I always love when we get like non-armored tubing. Like I like the Zaku tubing, like on the face and stuff, right? Like where you've got like these segmented pipes. But mm-hmm. I also really like when you get like this kind of like mesh piping look. Um, and this one definitely, uh, you know, the the Vignagina has like these big. Obviously, like, textured tubes going on the arms, which I really like. Um, along mm. with really long shoulders, uh, you got your, you know, your usual, like, we're going to put verniers at the end of the shoulder, but they kind of extend out in a really cool way. Um, along with having I, some draping armor. It, I know they don't, but it almost looks like the corner should, like, fold down over the vents. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. It's a really interesting shape. Um, the arms are very rounded. Um which are pretty cool. Uh, it's got, actually, a random minor element I really like. If you look at, like, the wrists, I like those wrist guards a lot. Like, how it has, like, the clearly, like, movable armor flaps uh, on, mm-hmm. like, the wrists. I, I just think that's really neat. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good look. Just, and we get so many, the hands are so standard on mobile suits. They're so the same almost yeah. every time that any change to that is always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, uh, you get um pretty cool waist uh, i like again another thing with texture on the suit and okawara is good at this with a lot of the um like this era of suits i feel um he likes putting like lots of like weird textures on them if not also lots of details if you look at like you know some of the f90 side story stuff or f91 side story stuff um mm-hmm. but uh 
I, I like like the weird textured kind of grills at the top of the skirt armor. Um, again, very rounded throughout. This is a very round mobile suit. It's definitely like, even though it, it's an Okawara design, but like you know, it it feels very different from like what he made in prior shows. Um, at least like with this, because like I said, it has that kind of pseudo Gundam thing going on. So it's interesting seeing like these proportions and body plan, but with like really rounded armor because it's like you know. Usually the rounded armor is on something more Xeonic, like, or more like, you know, faction, like, factions that aren't making, like, a Gundam, basically, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, um, really nice, it's got good legs, um, I like, like, all the burners on them, again. You got them on the front, you got them between the side and the front, um, and then the side's got these large ones jutting out. You got these huge... Uh, this huge armor for the ankles there that I also quite like. Um, and also very fancy shoes. I actually like the foot design too, because it's just... I, I, I like when, like, they, again, just do something fancy with it, because much like the hands, mobile suit feet can also sometimes be a little samey. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's cool when they do, like... Like, I like how it has, like, that weird segment in the middle, and, like, how you have, like, a heel that pops down and stuff like that. Um... And then when you look at the back of the legs, I love all the nozzles there. Like, it's got three on either leg. You've got these huge vernier nozzles that are really cool. And they're able to, like, you know, pop up and down. Um, and, of course, the most striking feature of the Vignagina, speaking of, like, vernier nozzles, it's backpack, which is just, you know, a, a couple of normal ones in the middle. And then you've got this ring of four on either side, like, almost wing-like protrusions that are just these big thrusters. Um, mm -hmm. And that's probably my favorite part of the suit. It's, like, the most striking. Um, makes the whole thing with it being a, you know... Uh, it, with it being, like, a high-speed mobile suit, very evident. Um, mm -hmm. Alongside the F-91, which also is a high-speed suit. Um, and, I mean, more than just speed, I mean, the mobility on this thing is insane. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you get, you know... Uh, I, I mentioned it before, Okawara in this era is actually, like, goes kind of to town with doing, like, all these omnidirectional verniers. You can see them all over the legs. Um, you get them, even on the side of the torso, though, you have them. Um, you know, you got the large shoulders. Honestly, the fact that there's so many on the legs is the funny part, because, like, it's almost a little imbalanced in that regard, because the arms don't really have any on the shoulders, because the mm. shoulders just have the one big set. But it's still cool. Um... And, uh, like, like, like a lot of the crossbow vanguard suits, this, uh, suit mounts a beam shield on its left arm. Um, it, it, you know, pretty standard beam shield. It just attaches on, and it's just, like, a little sort of stretched hexagon, uh, covered in little nozzles that blast out a beam in the shape of a shield. Um, mm -hmm. it's got, um, on the rear skirt, you've got, uh, beam saber holsters, because of course it has beam saber. Uh, you get a pretty standard beam rifle for it. Um, and then you get the cool thing, which is the beam launcher, which is uh, it's over the shoulder. I'm firing a big beam gun, um, and it just looks cool. Um, mm -hmm. I, I like when you make beam rifle but big. It's, it's much cooler that way. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, and then so. This suit is really cool to me in a lot of ways, um, just because, like I said, I like that it's like a weird sort of pseudo-Gundam almost, 
um like with like the head design and such uh it, 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 the thing is, of course, Cecily ends up working with Seabook at the end. Um, and so, of course, this is the one that's paired alongside the F-91. And it, honestly, a lot of its design feels like it matches it, too. Everything in F-91, you know, F-91 is our first feature, you see. Like, Victory has a lot more weirdness going on with it, but F-91 is our first foray into that. And it, the mobile suits feel like they try to be different. And that's what I mm -hmm. like about them a lot. Um... Even if we don't get, like, you know, they, they, they all only show up in one movie. And you have a lot of suits showing up in one movie because, you know, the whole the whole thing about this is just the beginning. Yeah, yeah, because this is just the um, beginning. Yeah. It's, it is interesting to know, looking at, um, you know, we've talked about how interesting the, the head is, that it's sort of, you know, Gundam-esque. And if you look at the drafts for the Vignagina... Mm -hmm. It really, it, it really went through. A whole, like at one point, it was like a Dom style mono eye. At one point, it was just a Gundam face. Yep. Um, with a gigantic helmet on top of it. Um, I, I, this is one of those ones where I'm very glad to say that we have uh, some really cool. Um, we got some really cool drafts of it where Okawara is just kind of going nuts. Um, and you get all kinds of different you know shapes going on. Uh. You get some very Gundam-y ones, like you said. There's the Dom head one. I love that Dom head one because the way the Dom head one is, um, and I'm these images are all in the wiki. So if you want to mm -hmm. see them, go to the wiki. Uh, one of the drafts, the Dom head is like able to. It looks almost like the Mono Eye would be able to go all the way up the Mohawk area, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is really yeah. funny. Um, and then uh. You get also, like, all kinds of different ornamentation on them. These had to be very early on, I think, too, because mm. we don't even have a set crossbone vanguard ornamentation on them. Like, you know, the, the you look at the symbols on all of these, and they're all different from any other crossbone vanguard suit. So this has to be one of the earliest designs they did. Um, mm -hmm. We see, we see a, ver a variant that has a shot lancer. We see a mm -hmm. lot. They're, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, I really like the... Uh, I also can't get over how half of them have, like, Trider G7's logo on the chest. Um, I know it's supposed to probably be just be, like, a kind of, like, generic, oh, look, we're doing, oh, they're weird fancy space aristocrats, let's do a weird, like, eagle or something. Um, mm -hmm. But it all reminds me of, like, Trider G7's torso, which is just really funny to me. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, like, <sighs> so, some of these are really cool, too, because you have, like, one that's, like, a Zaku head. You've got, um, one of my personal favorites is the one that goes for being actually a lot more angular, um, mm -hmm. which is one of the last roughs. Um, but yeah, and it has like the, it, the wings instead of being like splayed back are more like a cape because they're worn downward. Um, mm -hmm. just really cool. Uh, it's, it's a neat design element, um, to have like, I, I like how they ended up being at the end, like with being like, you know, the wings, but like, I do like the idea of them at one point being like splayed down and you know just like oh they're just like a long cape like a segmented cape with thrusters mm -hmm. in the end of them um really cool like ideas for the machine and that, like i said i i actually really like this machine a lot um it's an f91 machine that i quite like um um trying to think it, other than that like you know besides the fancy like um and i guess first Crossbone Vanguard suit, so we can also mention it's able to do beam flags. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> very silly. Um, but the Crossbone Vanguard being the way they are, uh, 
They do, in fact, like to uh, pop up like a beam flag, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, and it is, it is, it is. You know, we've talked about the flags um, that the uh, the Dragon Gundam uses. This is mm-hmm. not like those. This no, is no, literally no. just like using beams to make a flag, so like, you know what side you're yeah, on. Yeah, you literally, it literally just generates like the shape. Like it just generates a beam in the shape of like, you know, for the crossbound vanguard, uh, it it does like the you know the what is it the uh, cross the sword with the crossbone. Um, on it's it. very silly. It's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, uh, and that that carries over into all of the uh, various uh, crossbound vanguard suits. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like this design is just—it's a really cool Okawara design of the era. It feels very futuristic, um, especially because um, usually it gets depicted as being shiny too. It's like it's not really like gray. Like it looks like it's gray and purple in a lot of the art, mm-hmm. and obviously in the movie. But the a lot of like things tend to actually make it out like, oh no, it's actually like a silver paint, basically, um, mm-hmm. like a very glossy uh, gray. Um, again, it just—it feels. It's a really unique suit, I feel like, um, and it's easy to take for granted because it's not like it doesn't have like a lot special going on. You know, it doesn't get to do mm-hmm. with a lot. It mostly shows up like in sort of the latter half, maybe even I, I don't know. I, I think half might be being kind to of it. It shows up pretty late in the film, um, right? But it's a cool suit. Um, for an example of what I mean by uh, Agora decals, also for those who will go to the Gundam wiki just because it's the quickest resource for, you know, following along with us, even if I get mad at it constantly. Um, you can see uh, the alternate uh, color art also by Okawara on there, um, where uh, he kind of does his... See, people make fun of Kotoki for the decals, and I get it. Um, Okawara has his own decal thing going on in the <laughs> 90s also. He loves bars and triangles. He loves, like, doing, mm. like thick bars of color and then triangles everywhere and you get you get your occasional warning message like you know the the ones that people make fun of katoki for but he loves them triangles he loves putting triangles all over the thing um mm-hmm. it doesn't look bad mind you it's just it's just funny though he he definitely adjusted his art um as time went on in a in interesting ways through gundam um mm-hmm. and through just working on real robot shows in general so I imagine we're going to get into variants now, and real quickly, I want to touch on the simplest variant to talk about, um, one that is purely aesthetic, but looks looks sick. Um, the XM07S Vignagina Barrarona Special. Oh no, this thing, right, right. So This thing looks so cool. <laughs> this is, uh, and this one even got a modern R100 uh, based on the Vignagina, uh, it was a P Bandai one. Uh, obviously very sticker heavy because uh oh yeah for those that need be. to look at this this you could not do this with pieces you just this is a modeler's nightmare um it has gold like it is like gold leaf ornament gilding. yeah it's like gold leaf kind of like yeah it's very fancy like this puts some other fancy sh- suits that come up in Gundam to shame this is just ridiculous just all this gold like fancy like leaf going on around it you've got a giant gold eagle on the chest you've got just it just utterly ridiculous suit you've got these weird bars of color like under the chest vents for some reason like a yellow green blue yellow who knows why it just has them 
Um, the other major change, so mostly the same. However, one uh, major change is on the face. Instead of having the visor and the more sort of pseudo Gundam-y looking face, uh, you just get the classical crossbone vanguard. This looks almost like a gas mask or Darth Vader's face. You know, mm-hmm. two large round eyes, um, and then just like a weird sort of more fierce looking like face. Um, and then of course you get red and pink. Is that, the the thing is there's also a very distinct pink drawn on it. This is just the gaudiest thing ever. This I think this even puts like Makuve's custom suits to shame, honestly. This is yeah, this is like red and like watermelon pink with this like, like this black highlights, mm-hmm. gold leaf, you know, embossing the goggles, the it's so much. The piping is gold. Yep, the piping is gold. <laughs> uh it is like I said, utterly ridiculous machine. Uh, a sticker nightmare um, for the for the P Bandai one. Again, I, I can't even blame them for that, right? There are sometimes where you look at the stickers and you go, eh, on a kit. You're like, eh, they could have probably done that better. But this one, no. There's just no fucking. Yeah, what way. the hell were you supposed to do? <laughs> there's just there's just no way. If you had that all as separate pieces, uh, you would have like one of the heaviest models ever made because you would need layers of plastic on plastic. It would have to, you'd have to do, basically the only way you could do that is if it was like a perfect grade. Yeah, utterly ridiculous though, utterly ridiculous uh, design. Really fun though. Uh, very much the almost the embodiment of uh, like Crossbone Vanguard type uh, aesthetics, just turned to eleven. Um, I I I kind of like it. Is the thing like I don't yeah, like it I as do. in I don't like it as in I think it's good aesthetic. I just like it as in like. <laughs> god what the fuck i think it's great um, i would i if if i i hate stickers uh so i'm not gonna buy a kit of this <laughs> um but but i think this is great i think this is the perfect embodiment of what what nightmares the crossbone vanguard are <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah even the beam shield has this elaborate fucking crest on it like just calm down <laughs> Uh, it's just, like I said, utterly ridiculous machine. Um, and there's actually a lot of machines to talk about uh, when we start getting into the variants, right? Because I I don't think it does enough to do its own episode, so I, I think we could talk about its prototype, which also shows up in the phone. Uh, that would be our friend, the Doggy Iris, I think is how you would pronounce that. Let me actually see. Let me look at the Katakana. Oh, they don't have a list of shit. Um, because I actually don't, I, I don't know how you would pronounce this suit. Um, That's fine. This is the problem you run into with, like, some Gundam names. You can't find the Katakana, and it's just, yeah. Um, the Doggy Iris, um, a lot of similarities, um, in shape, obviously, because this is, like, the pre-production one. Uh, this one is, it goes a little more extra in a couple of regards. So, the Doggy Iris, um, has a different type of face, it's got a weird visor face. Like, it has a visor face where the whole face is like a visor. Like, you get this weird, um... Sort it has, of like, a Samus Aran visor. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of Samus-y. It's really weird, because you don't normally get that in Gundam. You usually get, like, the GM-type visor, and then you have, like, a face below it that's, like, a clearly defined face. The visor is the face here. Um, mm-hmm. You still got the tall ornamented head, um... Though it, uh, this this is a lot less ornamental in some ways though because you start getting things like it's got antenna popping out of the cheek that are shooting backwards right that looks a bit mm-hmm. more mobile suity. Um, you look at the chest and 
the what normally were like the cables in the shoulders that go just from the front of the shoulders to the back are now like going from the chest to the shoulders um still has like a distinct set of like chest vents and such um the shoulders themselves still has like the long you know elongated thrusters on the sides slightly different shape to them and it also adds like two fins to the sides of them which is actually really cool it's it's interesting this suit this one like the one feels <sighs> the Vic Nagina, even though it like obviously is very functional feels very like designed to look more streamlined this is not really that like this is very futuristic looking but it's not streamlined i would say um, well, I mean, this is a, this is a recon suit. Like a lot of the extra things you're seeing on here mm -hmm. are like like sensor packages and and stuff. So yeah, so like I, that's what those fins on the shoulders kind of are evocative of is like the Zaku flipper and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So you see, like, there's this degree of which they dev they designed this thing, and they're like it's highly highly mobile to to gather data and stuff safely, and they're like, oh, hang on, what if we just took this design and made it fight? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like you mentioned, because it has, like, recon equipment, you have on the top of the shoulders two big cameras. Just two big cameras, triangular, um, on there. Uh, the crotch has a, a triple-eye setup going on, which is pretty silly. Um, you, you, you get even more thrusters on the legs, actually, um, and then the Vignagina. Um, you know, lots of minor changes throughout the design. Um, it's still definitely designed for mobility, and it's just got... I love all the fins everywhere honestly that's like mm -hmm. it's the thing i like about the zaku flipper as a recon suit and the uh doggy iris has the exact same thing going on just of you know weird little reconnaissance flippers and stuff um mm -hmm. and then you have uh uses the same beam rifle as the uh Vignagina. it does have a shield like the Vignagina, um which just very plain shield, very simple one. Uh, it doesn't actually use a beam shield, though. It just uses a regular shield, um, which is interesting. Uh, just because most crossbone vanguard suits, even like the you know lowliest of the grunts, have uh, beam shields. Um, but yeah, uh, and then this the the doggy iris has two different colors for the two different points it's used in the story because you do eventually. Um, get um the pi uh, one of the pilots defecting to the earth federation and they mm -hmm. recolor it in uh sort of a weird old technology beige like you know if you like like ibm computer like it, like you know it, what it specifically reminds me of is like when i would go to my grandparents house the analog phone that they had um mm. where it was probably white when they bought it but just you get that natural yellowing over time on white plastic like that um mm -hmm. And that's that's what it reminds me of. It's a very like weird kind of beigey like color. Eggshell. Yeah, eggshell almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and this is a cool machine too. Again, very futuristic feeling for Gundam. Very weird feeling for Gundam um, at the mm -hmm. time because you know you think about what came before F ninety one, right? And you it's like you have CCA, you have Double Zeta, and all that. Like the suits in F ninety one do feel like they're trying to be like a different era of design, and I like that about. Them. Um, I think I ultimately like victory suits more, uh, in terms of like this weird idea of like, oh, future UC suits. But again, these are pretty cool. Um, because like, it, it, it's, 
you you get it's weird getting a specialized variant like this in a show, right? Like the doggy iris being a recon suit is interesting because you usually don't get that kind of thing in a show too. Mm-hmm. That's like something that you reserve for MSV lines, like right. like I mentioned the aforementioned Zaku Flipper and stuff. So get, getting like something in the show that has like all these fins all over it, all these extraneous details, it feels really neat because you know normally something like this would be probably a little bit more simple. Uh, if it like you had a s- similar thing coming up in the show, um, mm-hmm. but no, this thing's just covered in hanging pieces everywhere. It's great. Um, and also, yeah. it, it's also oh. interesting that it has. Um, it does have a weapon that the uh, Vignagina does not, which is the uh, triple scattering beam cannon. Sort of uh, Sazabi, or yeah, I'm thinking of Sazabi. Sazabi esque like oh. chest cannon that can like shoot multiple beams or one big powerful beam. Okay, yeah, so this was the thing I actually screwed up earlier. Um, I thought that those were cameras because it's a recon suit and it's got, like, the cameras on the shoulders. Oh, those three weird, like, sort of orbs on the, um, or lenses on the crotch, I think, are the, the, the triple beam, like, the triple scattering. Oh, yes. Yeah. Weird. Okay, that's really odd. You don't usually don't get a design like that for beams in Gundam, I don't think. Like, where you have, like, no. the... That's, like, something you expect from, like, a sci-fi anime where it's, like, you're looking at a ship, right? Like, a mm-hmm. ship's panel opens and you have that, like, clear glass that's, like, rounded that a beam shoots out of. Weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's partially... I mean, like, it does seem like mechanically it functions differently. I can't think of a lot of other, like, weapons, at least in UC that have the ability like they can shoot different beams or if they fire all at once the beam fuses together yeah so you, you imagine that that fisheye style lens is able to bend the beam in such a way yeah to it's it able fuse. to probably like for a focusing thing yeah which is pretty cool actually mm-hmm. yeah I, I like that um so besides the um vignagina and the dagi iris the dagi iris uh doesn't really have anything it's developed from it's more of its own experimental mm-hmm. machine um, but from the doggy iris two phantoms were born <laughs> god um you, you do have the uh well you do have the doggy iris custom there's not a lot to really mention on it um it's mostly a fancier color scheme um and sort of thicker thicker leg armor and it has like a little wrist uh auto cannon it's 120 millimeter auto cannon which is kind of funny the wrist, um, the wrist gun is cool, but I like yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not as big of a fan of this uh this blue on beige color it has going on. It's a little yeah, uh, it's like sky blue. It's kind of hideous. <laughs> it's not my favorite. Um, then of course, so the you have this design which is the, based on the doggy iris, but it is also like a Vigna suit. Um, we have the XM07G Vigna Zero. Um, mm-hmm. which I quite like. This is the one that, out of all these variants, is probably, like, my favorite in appearance. Um, I, I like this one a lot. Um, so the Vigna Zira is, um, basically, if a Vignagina was more like an F, even more like an F91, um, mm-hmm. because it has two Vespers on the back. This is a pretty unique design, though. So, like, going through it, you go to the, you go to the head, it still has that very distinct Vigna shape going on where you've got, like, the helmet-looking thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But it has these big rabbit ear sensors and these, like, uh, cheek vents that I like the design of a lot. Um, the chest is great because it is just covered in vents. And we are talking a um, 
a side series suit. So we have Okawara unfettered, as it were. Um, you know, not not doing clean line art because it's not for animation. So this thing's covered in decals. Also, you've got the triangles I talk about and such all over it. Um, mm-hmm. The chest is just vents everywhere, though. You've got yellow vents on the top of like uh, on the top area of the chest. You've got you know big white vents that are like your standard Gundam style ones. You have got vents one of next to vents. <laughs> it's pretty pretty good. On the shoulders, uh, you still got uh, the tubes going into the shoulders, similar to the big Nagina. Though, different design on the shoulders, more verniers on the shoulders, and also, instead of having just, like, the elongated armor, you get, like, a separate segment that looks like just a big, like, you know, thruster nozzle, uh, which I actually like the design of quite a bit. Um, you go down the arm, you've got you've got those cool wrist guards I talked about, you've got the built-in uh, beam shield on this one. Um, crotch is also pretty similar, though instead of, you trade away, like, the sort of mesh uh, vents for more standard style vents on the... Uh, waist armor um again there's a lot of things i like about the color blocking on this like the way it switches between the red and the the white um like the lower legs are a good example i really love like if you look at like the uh inner uh calves the um sort of vents that are there how they have the white uh cap on them i just like that kind of color separation a lot um and this suit has a lot of really neat color separation in that way Uh uh-huh um Uh The major thing to talk about with it, though, would be, in fact, yeah. The backpack is a pair of Vespers, um, different design than the F-91s, but they pop down under the arms, and uh, a thing they have that I really like, actually, is they have the cameras on the handguards that pop up, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, that's neat, yeah. Um, I, I, I think that's a sick look. Um, and I guess the other thing, we talk about, like, you know, the, the, the Vignagina being very, like, oh, you know, they're, they're making a fake Gundam. Uh, uh-huh. well, the Vecna Zira just has a Gundam head. Uh, one of its yeah. alternate heads is just a two-eye setup with a V-fin added to the forehead. Well, uh, you see, Dylan, when Butch Aerodynamic got their hands on it. <laughs> God. <laughs> such a good Butch Aerodynamic. Butch Aerodynamic. <laughs> Buke, maybe. I don't know. But, I, I'm just gonna say Butch. I don't care. I don't care. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, not, fam aerodynamic went out of business <laughs> um but uh yes uh <laughs> the vigna zero though it, it's not actually yeah it's not actually produced by the uh crossbow man guard in the same kind of way um it's it's weird the the backstory of everything in like these f91 side stories gets really weird because it features a lot of like weird company espionage and such going on um, you have, like, the whole thing with SNRI and Anaheim Electronics going on in them. They're strange. Strange stories. Um, I haven't actually read them myself, but I have played the game. I've played the, uh, the SNES Silhouette Formula 91 game, which is pretty cool. Um, good animations, at least. Not a great game, mm. but good animations. And sometimes that's all you ask for in your mecha stuff. Sure. If you can't sure. be a fun animations game, at game. least look cool, you know? <laughs> totally um but yeah uh I, I i like this one a lot though just because like i said the vespers are cool the, the thing is it is simply cool when you have two giant beam rifles on your back that fold under your arms it, they just look cool um but yeah i like I, I like the design of the suit quite a bit um i like like i said i like the color blocking i think the red and the white is a good color scheme um mm-hmm. 
So then we have the other uh, variant of the Vigna Gina. Uh, pretty simple name. We have the XM07B Vigna Gina 2. And yeah. this the one sequel. is, yeah, the sequel to Vigna Gina. Um, the Vigna Gina 2, also a pretty cool suit. Um, different in a lot of ways. Um, so it has the same kind of chest as the Vigna Zero. Like, basically, it is the same chest. Same with the arms, too. Other than instead of mm. the shoulder being uh, a thruster coming out, it's got two little fins, which is kind of a nice callback to the uh, doggy iris, I feel. Um, you've got... I, I love that its beam shield has a giant uh, emblem of the crossbone vanguard on it. It's got this, like, larger beam shield. Um, mm -hmm. It's also got a fancy shot lancer, and I'm, I'm kind of glad we can talk about this because I can talk about the shot lancer. Shot lancers are fucking cool. Uh, they are... The, the idea is, hey... If we're fighting inside of a colony and we don't want to blow a hole in the colony because we, you know, we want to steal it or whatever, uh, instead of using a beam gun, we're going to put two, you know, heavy-duty machine guns on it, and then we're going to have a lance that fires out using electromagnetic, uh, you know, means of firing, kind of like a railgun, but never quite that fast. Uh, yeah, I think but we a talked lance... about on the with the James gun we talked about because the James gun has oh, a shot lancer variant. Right. Yes, we talked about the uh, what was it? The javelin, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah. Uh. And you know, the thing is, the shot lancers in uh, F ninety one though have a very different uh, designs. The ones, the James gun ones are like kind of like weird spikes that are like tucked into like its backpack. Mm -hmm. Uh. Whereas these are just like lances, <laughs> like you can yeah. use them in close combat as well. Um, and just jam with them, or you can do, you know, what their name implies. You can shoot them, <laughs> launch the uh, spike out into an enemy mobile suit. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and other than that, I mean, a lot of a lot of the things on the Vigna Gina two are similar to like the Vigna Zera. Now, a fun, a, a kind of fun thing actually, looking between the two of them, is that like. They're almost like a half-and-half half design. Like, the Vigna Zero almost feels like a halfway between the Vigna Gina and the Vigna Gina 2. Um, because, like, you look at the legs, and it's like, part of the legs is the same, like, the, the inner calves and stuff. You've got that same, like, vent, like you know, segmented vent and stuff. But the outer part, instead of having outer armor with, like, thrusters on it, you instead just have a, a, a repeat of the vent. Um, mm -hmm. it, the Vigna Gina 2 is actually, much like the Vigna Gina, I would say it's still, like, a lot more of a refined design whereas the Vigna Zira, much like the doggy iris feels a little bit more this is just a mobile suit like as a weapon rather than mm -hmm. this is a, a special one um instead of having the uh the big nozzles on the back the other change is that this one has it still kind of has them but just instead of having them all separated they're all implemented into a big set of wings basically and these wings mm -hmm. are able to move all around um, and again, uh, the wings are sort of reminiscent of the Vespers in that they can like pop under the arms or over the shoulders. Though, of course, this is for maneuvering. There's no guns or anything on them. They're just, right, right. you know, they're just like weird, flexible binders covered in thrusters, which is still mm -hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, uh, another bright red variant, by the way, I should mention, a uh, very black and red, um, much like it, it, almost. Almost like the Vigna Zero. The thing with the Vigna Zero is, I, I know that I said it's black and white, but I think of it as, uh, uh, like, kind of gray and red, because mm. uh, the Re100 kit of that also happened. Uh, unfortunately, also a P-Bandai that I'm going to have to 
track down one day um and i love the way it looks but uh oh that looks good yeah yeah but uh y- y- it's it's weird um because it's it, it they do it in more of a gray it's not black you can tell it's not black because mm-hmm. uh the vignagina 2 which was a regular release for some reason that's the even weirder thing not a p bandai regular release of that if anyone sees it from the show and really wants it bandai give me money um for for shilling your products out here um but uh, you can see though like it's it's clearly meant to be a different color it's just it's weird like gunmetal gray that. yeah um cool suit though and you can also see the nightmare suit uh in the image i linked to there <laughs> god um but yeah so the vignagina family all really cool mobile suits in my opinion oh there is one variant i forgot to talk about it's a g-gen variant uh uh, we well, we have two to talk about. We should talk about. I mean, we were talking about right before this podcast started, the Vig Nikita Two Jupiter Battle specification. Oh right, okay, yeah, I guess we have to talk about it. <laughs> I say that like I like I wouldn't be happy talking about it. No, I am. Happy. <laughs> I'm joking. I I joke because I'm not the biggest uh, crossbow fan in a lot of ways. Sure, mostly, sure. I mean, mostly it, just because of the way fandom was when I got into Gundam was very oh. You want to read the cool stuff, Crossbone, coolest manga ever. It's got to get an anime. People have been saying, "Oh, it's going to get an anime" since like 2010 when I got into the into Gundam, and people were saying it far before that, and they will continue saying it far into the future because I still see it every day. Just people like, "Oh yeah, Crossbone will get an anime one day," and I'm like, "Sure, I guess if you hold on to that for the whole for the rest of your life, eventually maybe it'll come true." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. So, we have the Vignagina 2 Jupiter Battle specification. Uh, it's a Vignagina 2 where you change two things. Uh, you give the Shot Lancer uh, some, uh, according to the wiki, because I haven't read the story, and I'm going to trust the wiki on this, uh, nuclear missiles. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing you give it is, on the left arm, uh, you put a cover on it, uh, instead of the normal arm guard, where it is the... Uh, it's an arm from the Quavarze. Or Quavarze. It is Quavarze. Okay. You can actually see. Why is there katakana for crossbone suits, but not for fucking... <laughs> Alright, whatever. Whatever. No, it's fine. Whatever you say, Wiki. Um, anyway. Uh, the Vignagina 2 Jupiter Battle specification uh, has a giant whip arm with a sort of beam buzzsaw i guess you could describe it as they they call the beam cutter um yeah on the end of it a ridiculous weapon utterly ridiculous weapon uh a fun one though uh it's pretty it's pretty nuts uh look i i want to say i hate it but at the same time i think about how much i complain about stock beam sabers and so i can't like completely hate it because at least it's trying to do something different as a person who likes stock beam sabers, I like the idea. I don't really like the execution. The the, the execution is the problem, right? Um, interestingly enough, looking at the uh, P Bandai of it, uh, looks like they actually did a change I didn't think they were going to do, which is uh, if you look at the arms, it doesn't actually have the same... Oh, uh, oh no, no, no. The Vignagina 2 also has uh, arms that are just one big guard. Never mind. I thought it still had the hand guards, but it does not. Okay, mm. so they didn't change anything. Never mind. Um, I mean, they didn't have to. It's all the same. But uh, 
yeah that one uh me and six were talking about uh p bandai models that are coming out and uh for some whatever reason the vignagina 2 jupiter battle specification is a thing that's happening um and so that's why it's kind of funny we happen to roll the vignagina today uh but yeah um it's like it's cool not a lot more to say about it. It's got it's it's the same thing we talked about, but it's got a big fucking whip arm. <laughs> um, uh. You know what? I think the problem here really is that it's not ridiculous enough. We need a do you get Dylan? Do you have any more ridiculous variant yes. I could look yes, at? Yes, I do. I have a, a, a uh, almost as ridiculous variant, if not more so. Uh, the Vignarona, the XM07R. You know, for something that's like considered kind of unpopular with F91, the fucking Vignagina of all suits surely just got people liked it because it has so many variants. Um, the Vignarona is uh much like the Barrarona special, uh, very ornamented. It's silver and gold, and then also has lots of gold decals all over it. Um, uh-huh. you get an ex- even bigger forehead guard. Almost Pope hat like. Um, I'm going to say actually Pope hat like. I think it. I think it makes the it makes the jump. It makes it there. Yeah. Um. You get you know a lot of similar design elements. It basically it's just a Vignagina with more almost all over. Uh. And then we talk about the main change, which is it has a fancy backpack attachment, which is called the Buster Lancer. And what yeah. the Buster Lancer is is. A giant lance down the middle with six additional shot lances held on either side. Um, it can be detached and used as a launcher and fire off all of them at once. Yeah, it, it gets detached and held like it's a fucking longbow. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a G-Gen original. Uh, G-Gen originals, whenever we do talk about them, are generally going to be even more ridiculous than... Than like you know your usual side story variants, except maybe the crossbone. I, I won't I won't I won't roll crossbone out of having some weirder shit because crossbone does get you know very weird. I mean, hey, you know what? You liked you liked the Vesper. Let me tell you about the Vimbler. Vimbler? I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. I guess it would oh. just be the Vimble. My bad. I added an extra R. It'd just be God. the Vimble. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's a it's it's a it's a Vesper, but it's the Mega um, Beam Launcher. <laughs> it has a really cool animation in a uh, G Gen Spirits, uh, um, which is uh, it pulls it off and fires them like basically like it like six said like a longbow, just fires all of these shot lances into them. Um, and then G Gen Gener- uh, uh not Generations, uh, G Gen Wars, uh, G Gen World and Overworld. Uh, all given an animation where it just starts throwing, basically, or firing the uh, separate um, shot lancers into them. So, like, two at a time, two at a time, two at a time. And then uses the giant one at the end to stab through them, uh, which uh, is pretty cool. Oh, very... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, very beep. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, it, it, well, uh, game data-wise, uh, it basically recycles that animation. The animation oh, of the sure. that you Why not? mentioned. It actually does right. just well. The problem with <laughs> those games, right? Uh, when you get G Gen uh, Overworld on the PSP, um, this is a PSP game that is like 
one of the largest PSP games in terms of like raw memory, like you know, if you're looking at like ISO data. Um, and it has so many fucking mobile suits, and it has like seven hundred, I want to say. That's of course including like alternate forms like MA modes and stuff because that's how the museum in that game works. So it's harder mm -hmm. to get an exact number, but it has a lot of mobile suits. Um, and the one of the ways that they seemingly saved on memory is. Uh, a lot of suits have recycled like canned animations. It's actually one of the big deal about like the modern uh, G-Gen games was uh, one they were stop they were gonna stop recycling the PS2 models because even those PSP games like the ones that were released in like 2011 and stuff were still using like the models from G-Gen Spirits. Um, like like so depending on when the suit was made, uh, some of them aged worse than others. Like the Arc 782 had had the same model since like you know a 2000 what was it, 2006 PS2 game. Um, and never really updated. Um, G-Gen Genesis and uh, G-Gen uh, Crossrays, one of their big deals for both of them, uh, marketing-wise, was uh, less recycled animation and a lot more, like, unique, like, you know, melee animations. Uh, mm -hmm. Because melee animations suffer the most in that game. You t speaking of boring beam sabers, anything with a beam saber basically did, I boost up to you, I slash. Um, and I get why. It's... When you have so many animations, I assume it's a space-saving measure to actually... Because they actually made some animations that they used to have even more simple. So it's not like they went lazy on it, you know? It's not right. like they went, oh, we're just going to reuse all these. They purposely, like, toned down animations and made them, like, recycle, like, you know, like, just general animation. Um, just because I, I assume it's space-saving measure the music in those games are also compressed to hell and back for even for a psp game uh mm -hmm. they tried really just stuffing it to the brim uh but yeah uh Vig the vignorona very silly suit uh my sorry for the minor side tangent but uh yeah um now not even my favorite g-gen original there are going to be some fun g-gen originals to talk about one day um but today's not that day because today, you know, was the big Nagina, and I think we're basically done. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I do like the Vignarona. I like. I mean, I think some there, it really is is mixed success. Where G Generation does this thing right, where they're like, okay, what if this design, but they had an unlimited budget, right? Is very Basically, often like the concept behind well, a, a, a lot of them. Yeah, suit. they're 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 also even in game. Usually, their backstory is, oh, this didn't happen. <laughs> right right like, um oh. but this one i don't know this one like <laughs> wings made of lances <laughs> it's just it, you got me you got me <laughs> I, I, yeah i like it it's just there are some that i really like uh a little bit more but this one's pretty it's you know what it's it's all right um the lances though utterly uh, utterly ridiculous just I'm so. gonna have I'm gonna have a giant bow covered in lances that I can fire at my enemy. Um, it's just and I, I again an exercising gaudiness exceeding maybe not exceeding the see the barrel runner special might be more gaudy in general is the thing. This one just looks more gaudy because of the backpack making it look like a lot bigger. Like it makes the silhouette more extra. But mm. looking at the actual design. It's not quite as extra as that Barrowona special stick. It'd be really fun to build. It, this would be a fun one to build. This would actually be a really cool one to, uh, if they ever did a P-Bandai, like, we're going to finally do another variant for whatever reason of the Vignagina. If you people keep buying them, we'll keep making them. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like I said, otherwise cool machine. Um, going back to the original Vigna, uh, Vignagina, um, it, I like it a lot just because it, it being like a future machine, it being like this, I like all, it, say what you will about all the side ones, but the original machine, very elegant, very simple silhouette, even compared to like, you know, the unit it came from. Um, just a really neat unit. Um, love the idea of having these eight boosters on the back. Um, they look really cool when they all fire off because it's got fucking eight of them. Um, yeah, like, that's it. It's good. <laughs> it's a good suit. Uh, and we talked a lot about it because this is a pretty long episode. Lots of variants, though, too, is why. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, lots of lots of like they took some swings with those variants, you know? And like I said, there. Sometimes we talk more heavily on variants than others because this is one where we're not gonna. Me and you aren't gonna make a silhouette formula F ninety one list until we start getting desperate, you know, or like a a crossbone Gundam list. Maybe we will. We'll see. No mm-hmm. problem with crossbone Gundam is, I, I it's kind of the G Gundam problem where I just don't think the mecha, especially like some of the, like, some of them like in design are just. Give, would give us all that much to talk about and especially yeah. if we have to like find the manga pages to figure out what we're talking about we, mm-hmm. we do the spur of the moment for fun right that's why we do the draw because if we you know we could sit down here and research and pick our seats and like do a really long discussion show um the problem is there's a lot of fucking mobile suits in Gundam. uh yeah. and so like you know uh I, I, I like to think of this as being more bite-sized and fun in the moment um, because, you know, we just pull up a mobile suit, we look at it, we talk about how it looks. Um, I try. Hopefully I have enough, like, backstory knowledge of it that I can, like, you know, stretch out some cool, interesting facts for it. But, like, I, I don't know if I ever want to do a show where it's like, oh, okay, I know I'm going to pick this mobile suit next week, so time to sit down and come up with a script and, you know, we somehow get, like, a two-hour episode because you know we did all this research it's just mm-hmm. for fun and sometimes suits aren't fun and some suits that aren't fun are g gundam and crossbow um that's all that's all my little rant was there <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know um god cool suit um my partner has the model of it and i'm like huh I should try like messing with the model just to like check out like yeah because it's covered in movable parts that's what i like about it too you get like like I said, those thr- thruster nozzles in the leg are all movable. You've got all these, like, movable binders on the back. I really like when you have a lot of movable parts, like, when you can really do dynamic stuff with it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you, l- you look at, like, fancy artwork that people do or, like, fancy poses for the model. And, I mean, when you add a lot of, like, these parts, some people look at things like that and go, oh, no, the silhouette's, like, a big mess. How do you do it? But sometimes having all the movable parts makes you do really cool art and really cool poses. So, mm-hmm. and... This one is kind of like a happy middle ground. It is both extra and yet not. Like, you know, it's got a lot going on, but I'd say the suit is still pretty elegant. Is, is yeah, I, I think it's I think it. it's distinctive, but it's still, it still, it shows it shows appropriate restraint. Yep. All right. Well. I well, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com. Uh, I am at LowPolyRobot. Um... 
And yeah, uh, I've been a bit quiet because, unfortunately, two games have snuck their way into my life that a little hard to live tweet about or anything. Um, I, I post a bit more Hitman than I do uh, World of Final Fantasy, I guess. But uh, the problem with World of Final Fantasy is uh, enough people I know keep wanting to go, oh, I want to try that out. And it, it, the problem with live tweeting is enough people start saying things like, oh, I want to try that out. Where suddenly, like, I'm like, oh no, I can't post about it anymore, because if I start posting spoilery stuff, I'm going to ruin people's experiences. And because this is Twitter, it's like, as much as I can tag it with, like, the name of the game, you never know when someone's going to mute it. I've got fucking 5,000 people following me. I don't want to ruin one person's day. That would make me feel bad. So, mm. um, I kind of slowed down when I started getting deeper into the game. Much like I tend to do with RPGs. Which, you know. Or just games that people, enough people are like, oh, this looks really cool, I want to try it, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> now I have to now I have to show restraint. As opposed to, like, a game I play where, like, it's only available in Japanese, and so I can just go to town posting everything from it, because most, your average person's not going to go and dig up, like, you know, a ROM or ISO of it. But, mm -hmm. unfortunately, right now, with Hitman 3 and World of Final Fantasy being the two games I play, I, I have to show a bit of restraint <laughs> on posting them. Which is fine. It's just, it's how it is. I believe in you. You know how to restrain yourself. I do. I have learned. I, I've, I've learned through some trials by fire on how to make sure I don't, like, just ruin people's experiences. Because, um, like I said, it's not fun. It just doesn't feel good. I, like, you know, it's it, it can sometimes be easy to go, oh, well, you know, maybe the person's just being, like, you know, sensitive, like, oversensitive about something. But no, it's not that. Like, you know, we all have our things. And, I don't know, like I said, I, I just get weird about RPGs and stuff on the timeline for mm. this reason, because people with RPGs really want to go in, a lot of people want to go in blind. And hell, actually, uh, other thing, I was playing Outer Wilds, and let me tell you, that was a game, I'm glad I went in blind, I didn't know shit about that game. And then I found out, oh wait, I need to stop posting about this, because I want other people to go in blind, because this game rules. Hey, play Outer Wilds, screw it, uh, I know that I just talked about two other games, play Outer Wilds, great game. Outer Wilds is good. Really good game. Scares the hell out of me. <laughs> I'm an absolute coward during that game because uh, it's spooky for me because, you know, I'm me. I I have some very specific fears that happen to be preyed upon in that game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. But but yeah. Anyway, where can people find you, Six? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sixtetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, except for that's really not the best place to find me because I don't I don't tweet that much. Um, I think I think you'd be better served by going to scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com/scanlinemedia. And as this is coming out, we are in the middle of our week of Scanline Media's Gimmick Awards, our our Goaty Podcasts, fifteen categories, fifteen winners, runners up depending on we did different numbers of ver like unlike some people if there are more people that deserve to be runners uh, to runners up we actually expand the number of runners up for a category we don't just force it to be two runners up every time got it because we're good at this <laughs> i good luck doing lists i can't do that my brain's too broken to ever do a list hell We've, even with something i like like gundam <laughs> we're done all categories are done i just need to edit them mm, okay that's nice. Like I said, I mean, I'm glad you can have conviction on, like, a list or something. If friggin', I get people saying, like, what are your favorite mobile suits, Dylan? And I'm like, oh, shit. And then it's like, okay, I'll mention a whole bunch. Then I'll go, oh, no, I didn't mention these ones. Now I feel bad. I feel guilty for not mentioning them. Because I think uh, they're really good, too. MSO6, I, I... R, ABM, Zaku Amazing Marin type. That's the best mobile suit. 
No, you can't just do one. <laughs> nope, that's the only good one. All the others suck. Every other mobile suit's just a piece of trash. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> making me cry over here. This is what huh. six does. This is what six does on and off the air. I'm just bullied forever. Well, that that you know, it may seem like Dylan is mad at me, but in fact, Dylan has already forgiven six. Look, I no, that's that's that was the, I... that was the F ninety one ending. Oh, right. Oh, duh. <laughs> okay, you're trying to... Okay. Damn it. This is only the beginning. We already did that one. God damn it. Wait, we, uh, yeah, we did. Of course we already did that one. God damn it. Wait, no. Did we? When did we do it? positive we did. We did uh, it James, on the... We did James? it on the Reflesia. Because remember, oh, the James you're Gun was right. victory. You're we right. did that on the Reflesia, and then the Reflesia is gone. We can do it again. No one's going to know other than everyone who somehow listened all the way to the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, peace out, I guess. All right. <laughs>